Hi, I'm Dr. Shante, and welcome to Branding for Believers, the podcast that I decided to turn into a pod class. I want you to come into this classroom with me, become engaged, and become equipped with everything you need to turn your fear into the faith you need to believe bigger in your dreams. So if you're ready to confront your fears, your doubts, your questions, keep watching. Hi, I'm Dr. Shante, and welcome to Branding for Believers, the podcast where I help equip you with the faith that you need to believe bigger in your dreams. So this is the third part of our faith series where we're going to be talking about things that block your faith. So if you haven't listened to the first two, I encourage you to go back and listen to the first two podcasts in this series. In this series, we're going to be talking about habits. You are what you do, looking at the things that we do repeatedly and how they either facilitate or hinder our success. So the three things that we're going to be looking at in this podcast is bad habits, our daily routine, and how small changes can facilitate big results. There's a quote from Jim Rohn that says, poor people have big TVs, rich people have big libraries. Oftentimes, people that want success, people that want to achieve success on a grand scale, on a large level, they don't realize the types of sacrifices they have to make in their actions and their daily routine, the type of behavior that is required to actually facilitate success. And so there are some habits that we need to break in order to get to the platforms that we want to build and make sure that we're believing bigger in our dreams, including things like laziness. Let's be honest, if you're working a nine to five, you have a full-time job or a part-time job, or you're a student and you're trying to make your dream work, there are only so many hours in the day. And sometimes you just don't feel like it. It's just like going to the gym. You don't always feel like it. And there can be a spirit of laziness that will just set in where you'd rather watch the game then write your business plan. There are times where you would rather watch HGTV than actually focus on the mechanics of your business. And when you have laziness, that's not one of the habits that's going to get you to where you want to be. Another bad habit is the case of the quick fix. This is probably what throws more entrepreneurs than anything else. It's the belief that this is going to happen overnight that I'm going to have rapid results, that this is going to be success in the short term. And too often, people will sacrifice greater amounts of money in the long term because they're chasing quick dollars. And so sometimes you will see people on their social media or on their website, every time you turn around, there's, they're running a special. I have a special, I have a special. Here's a discount on this, a discount on that. Well, if every day is a special, then it starts to be less and less special. And it also speaks of desperation. So if every time you turn around, people look at your media, they look at your social media, and they look at your website, and you're running discounts and specials and promotions, what it says is that you are looking for quick money, cash in hand, and it might signal to people who might be looking to invest in you or take you seriously that you have an issue with cash flow. So one of the issues is always looking for the quick fix. Another bad habit that we need to break right away is throwing shade, casting dispersions, looking at people who have success and throwing salt. And there are a lot of ways to throw salt. Some people are trolls on social media. Anyone who has been an entrepreneur for any amount of time, especially in the digital age, can attest to the fact that there are people who will create phony accounts for the sole purpose of attacking you and your brand. 
for the sole purpose of throwing rocks and hiding their hands, for the sole purpose of taking you down a peg. So one of the things that, that will hinder you or um, another way that they do it is they will talk about you behind your back. So sometimes we go to entrepreneurial events and even though the world is big, in the entrepreneurial world, it can be very small. You start to recognize the same faces and who runs in the same circles. And you don't realize that if you are talking about or throwing shade at another entrepreneur, you have no idea what that person's relationship is to the person that you're talking about. And so you get into a place where you start making snide comments or things that are kind of catty and, and belittling, not realizing what that's doing to your own brand, what that's doing to your own success, because that really says more about you than it does about the person that you're talking about. Another bad habit that we need to break is being too focused on the payoff. When you're overly focused on the payoff, it's just like showing up to work the first day of the job and saying, so when do we get paid? You haven't done any work. You have barely worked a shift, but you walk straight up to the manager and say, where's my money? When are we getting paid? When you are overly focused on the payoff, then that means that not only are you not devoting the necessary focus to get the work done, but you will become impatient, you will become obstinate, you will begin to run from one thing to another thing. Oh, well, this didn't make me money, let me try this. Well, this didn't make me money, let me try that. Oh, I heard that this was being fashionable and lots of people are making money with that. Let me go and try this. You are running from every cash pot that you can possibly find because you're so focused on the payoff, not realizing that entrepreneurship is not a side hustle. Okay, entrepreneurship is not something that you're doing necessarily so that you can um, have a Christmas fund or, you know, so that you can take vacations, you know, in St. Bart's. Entrepreneurship is a long-term investment that requires a great deal of work. So by the very nature of what you're trying to create, you have to invest in the long play. Another bad habit for entrepreneurs, so rookie mistakes, is being too focused on self. When you start getting a bad case of the I-itis, when you start getting into what I want, what I need, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to be, whether consciously or subconsciously, you're sending a message to your target audience that you don't care about them. When you're branding, it's not about you. You have to check your ego at the door. So, for example, social media. If you love Facebook, because that's the platform that you're comfortable with, but your target audience, the people that you're trying to reach, the people that you want to reach into their wallets and actually purchase things that you have to offer, if they're all on Instagram, guess where you need to be? So sometimes you are too focused on yourself and you're not willing to come out of your comfort zone to serve the needs of the people that you actually want to dig into their pockets and invest in what you have to offer. So another thing that we want to look at is our daily routine. This is key, this is critical. What you do daily, what you do repeatedly, what you spend the bulk of your time on shows people where your heart truly lies. So one of the things that I always look at is the morning routine. I wonder how many of you listening, first thing in the morning, what you do is reach for your phone. And when you reach for your phone, because we are in this day and age where we have smartphones, so you're not in a place where you're just checking for text messages or 
going to make a phone call because phones can do so much nowadays we're checking emails we hop on social media we immediately first thing in the morning we jump into that helter skelter crazy hecticism of our day but instead of reaching for the phone when was the last time you took time to meditate to just stop to think to decompress to process things that are happening to you. Sometimes we're so busy living the moment and we're in the moment and we're going to the next moment and we're so busy being busy that we're not even living. We're just existing. We're just going from one thing to the next and we don't take the time to stop and meditate and think about what purpose does all of this serve? If I'm running from this meeting to that meeting and going from this uh, platform to that platform and I have this event and the next event, for what? For what? How is it serving your overall purpose? How is it fundamentally affecting your bottom line? When was the last time that you took time to journal, to express gratitude, to open up every morning with just a simple prompt? Today, I'm grateful for. Because since entrepreneurship is such a long journey, there will be moments where you will get discouraged. There will be moments when Things seem like they're not happening, where everywhere you turn, it just seems like a locked door. And when you get into those places, because there will be, there will be deserts and there will be oasis, okay? But when you are in those desert moments, waking up and saying, today I am grateful for, when you begin to look at the things that are really happening in your life that are good, you don't have time to wallow in the desert of despair. You just keep moving forward in your journey. No, you may not have your ideal clients, but you're healthy. No, you may not have your ideal clients, but you don't have to worry about where you're going to sleep at night. No, you may not have your ideal clients, but you are building momentum. You have resources that you can use to continue to further your dream. No, you may not have your ideal clients, but right here, right now, you have time. Every day that you're here, you have an opportunity to create another opportunity. You have another chance to get it right. You have another chance to go back to the drawing board. And some people don't have that. So taking time to express gratitude. When is the time that you have done what is called creating margin? In other words, you are creating intentional distance between yourself and the rest of the world to go away. Just to be creative. Just to get some thoughts out on paper just to read a book that's not Facebook. When was the last time you took time to do that? Sometimes we have to be willing to sacrifice hashtags for hallmarks. Hallmarks are making a stamp when you are making a mark to say that this is me, this is who I am. And sometimes we're so busy keeping up with the Kardashians that we're not even cognizant of our own cash flow. And last time I checked, Kim wasn't paying any of my bills. And that's not a knock at her, but the, the point is, is that sometimes we're so worried about what's happening on the latest show and what's trending that we're not looking at about what's relevant in our own lives. I love this quote. There's a quote about excuses that says, don't put your dreams on hold, put your excuses on hold. So when we're talking about the things that we need to change, some of the bad habits that we need to break, one of them is making excuses. I often tell people, you're not the only person who has children. You're not the only person who has a challenging boss. 
You're not the only person who is struggling in one area of your life or another. You're not the only person that has that struggle because there are people with your same struggle that are continuing to pursue their dreams and making it work. They just accept what is and they are committed to going forward. I know women, God bless them, who wake up at four o'clock in the morning just so they can exercise because they have multiple children and by the time the kids wake up and they get the whole morning routine started, they've lost any possible time that could be committed to doing what they need to do. And so their success in terms of their fitness goals is so important to them that they will go to bed at nine o'clock and wake up at four o'clock in the morning. And some of you might be like, oh, I can't go to bed at nine o'clock, my show is on. Well, there's, there's DVRs, <laughs> there's, but if I DVR it, then I won't have a chance to be on social media and hashtag about it with my friends. Sometimes you have to sacrifice hashtags for hallmarks. Sometimes you have to be willing to sacrifice being in the mix, in the know, in the, in the, the throw of things, just so that you can show up and be relevant for your own life. The hour that you spend watching that television program at that time can be reallocated to something that's actually going to benefit your bottom line. The last thing I want to talk about in this episode is how small changes lead to big results. Napoleon Hill in Think and Grow Rich, he asked the question, what are you willing to sacrifice to get what you want? In other words, what price are you willing to pay? Because there is no such thing as something for nothing. If you believe in sowing and reaping, if you believe in karma, then you are very clear on the fact that you cannot invest nothing and reap everything. You reap what you sow. If you want to put in your hours watching this television program and that television program and watching this ball game and that ball game and on this golf course and that golf course, then you, are, you cannot possibly expect to reap the rewards of your dream, your passion and entrepreneurship and those pursuits because you have chosen to allocate your time elsewhere. And time is that one resource that does not renew. When those hours are gone, they're gone. When the day is spent, the day is spent. If I lose $20, there's a great chance that I will get $20 again. But when I lose 20 hours, those 20 hours are gone. And so you have to think about what price are you willing to pay to get what you want? Because if you're in your mindset that you can continue the same way that you've always done and get something radically different, you're fooling yourself. You can't do the same thing the same way and expect to get different results. That is the definition of insanity. So what price are you willing to pay to get what you want? Sometimes you have to, in terms of making small changes, sacrifice your ego to get an education. Sometimes you have to humble yourself and say, I don't know everything, so that you can learn from somebody who knows more than you do. A lot of times we get caught up in our titles and our education, and where we went to school, and who we know. Yes, I'm Dr. Shante, and yes, you know, I have a doctoral, doctoral degree in education, but oh my God, the education that I had to get about podcasts, and I had to invest in somebody to teach me how to do this, because my letters, <laughs> my education, my field of study had no relevance in this realm. It had, I saw people doing it and it seemed like, you know, something that was doable. But this, is a, this podcasting is not the type of thing where you just plug in and go, especially the way that I've chosen to do it. I often tell people podcasting, the beauty of it is that you literally can do it from home, from the comfort of your living room, with your pajamas 
and your hot cocoa and you can just roll over and say, hey, welcome. This is who I am. This is what I'm doing and this is what we're going to talk about today. But the way that I've chosen to do it, live in front of an audience, filming, hair, makeup, the whole nine yards, this isn't something that you just plug in and do. And the fact that I'm Dr. Shante anybody had no significance when I was trying to learn the technical aspects of how to do this job. So sometimes you have to sacrifice your ego for education. I don't care if you've been the board of directors. I don't care if you've been the CEO. When you're stepping your toe into brand new waters, you have to be willing to learn from people who know more than what you know. Sometimes you have to be willing to exercise discipline so that you can reap the dividends. Discipline is the gap between where you are and where you're going. When you can exercise discipline, that's the boat, that's the, that's the, the machine that takes you there. Oftentimes, more times than not, we're not willing to make those sacrifices. The fact that I can come here on a, during the daytime hours where many people are at work or are working their nine to fives and pursue my passion, pursue my dream to do this podcast, I don't have to be here. I have opted into this lifestyle. And when you're becoming an entrepreneur, when you decide you're going to be an influencer, when you're going to have impact and change the world and shake things up, what you are doing is you are opting into a life of sacrifice that people may not understand, that people may not approve of, but that is what you signed up for. You have to exercise the discipline so that you can reap the dividends. One change that, one small change that I've made in my life that has made a huge difference is I commute to work. I have about a 25 mile commute to work and through technology, so Bluetooth on my phone and in my car, now, instead of listening to the radio on the way to work, I listen to podcasts. I listen to audiobooks. I can't tell you how many books that I've been able to get through in my car versus trying to sit at home and get it all together because when I'm at home, I have a different role. I have to perform a different function. But in my car, it's just me and that's my 25 minutes or that's my 30 minutes. If I'm sitting through traffic, then I can get through half a book. <laughs> you know, but that's a small change that I've made because I realized that in the position that I'm in, I have to consistently be learning. As soon as you stop learning, you're done. As soon as you get to a place where you feel like you don't have anything else to read, you don't need to know anything else, you've made a certain amount of money and all of a sudden you, you can stagnate, you are done. That is the beginning of the end. So I've turned my car into a mobile classroom. And so some of you may have long commutes. You might be workout enthusiasts, you can listen to a podcast, you can listen to an audiobook while you're on the elliptical machine, while you're on the treadmill, while you're out for your power walk. There are opportunities for you to make these small changes so that you are consistently conditioning yourself so that you can place yourself in an environment to learn and to grow. And the last thing is one of the hardest things about entrepreneurship, about doing anything that's new Anything that's scary, anything that's risky, one of the hardest things to do is start. Because we start looking at how overwhelming it is, and we start looking at people who are more established, and we start looking at all of these aspects that intimidate us and make us feel like, ah, oh, how am I ever going to get there? You have to start. You have to start. You're never going to get there if you don't start. So. Sometimes the small change that we need to make is just 
starting so that we can build momentum. Right now, as I take this podcast, this is episode number seven. Hey, seven. But you know what? A couple of weeks ago, it was one. And when I come here again, it will be 10. And then it will be 12 and then 15. But it's nothing when you don't even get started. And it doesn't matter who's in the room, who's not in the room, who's there with you, who's not there with you. Did you show up? Did you get started? Did you press your way? Sometimes we often find ourselves in a position where we don't move forward because we're, going, we're looking around like, so who's coming? Who's going? It's interesting, I, I make this joke all the time, even though it may not seem like it from my podcast or from the way that I present myself in the classroom, I am a classic introvert. I am, I don't wanna use the word shy, but I definitely, become energized when I'm in my alone cone. That's what I call it, the alone cone. So when I'm in my alone cone, when I'm on the charger, charging myself back up in my fortress of solitude, that's what ignites me. That's when I can think, that's when I can process. And so by nature, I'm not the type of person that looks for saying, hey, who's coming on this journey with me? Who's coming to the movies with me? Who's going to this restaurant with me? I just go. But then there are others who are like, Oh, nobody's going? Oh, oh, nobody's coming? Nobody wants to do this? Oh, well, I, I guess I won't either. No, you have to start. This is your dream. This is your company. The bills that you want to pay, the student loan debt that's knocking at your door, and Sally Mae that you know comes vehemently behind you like, give us our money back because we invested in your education. That's all you. And so unless, you know, you have some generous benefactors that are gonna kick in and subsidize your future financially, this is all you. You are the person that needs to get started. You are the one that needs to show up for your own life. Last but certainly not least, I love this quote that I saw someplace, I think it was probably on Pinterest. I love Pinterest. I think that it's one of the greatest tools in terms of resources and crowdsourcing information. But there was a quote that I saw that said, every master was once a disaster. And so I'm sure that there will be a time where I will look back on the podcast that I did early on, these early podcasts, and be like, oh, please, that was rubbish compared to where I'm going to be a year from now, compared to where I'm going to be two years from now but you have to be willing to master your craft. Ask yourself, how often do I practice being great? When you think about the people that you admire, the people that you love, the people that really resonate for you, they have practiced, practiced, practiced at becoming great. And a lot of times, we don't wanna put in the practice. I think about little kids who wanna do things like play the drums or learn how to play the piano or learn how to play the guitar because they have a favorite song or a favorite artist and they're like, yeah, I wanna do that. But then when they're sitting up there plucking out the chords, every good boy does fine and all this other stuff, it's like, oh, this is boring. These are drills. I wanna be able to go, you know, and they want to rock out and they just want to do drum solos and then like have confetti fall from the sky like I'm the man. But you have to commit to the practice. 
you have to learn basics, rhythm, syncopation. And even though that seems boring, the bottom line is that's what it takes to be great. And so you often have to ask yourself, what do I need to do? How often do I need to practice in order to be great? You need to have a voracious, ferocious focus on the work. Let me tell you something. When you're focused on the work, you don't have time to worry about anything else. When you are focused on the work, you're focused on the quality of it. You understand that you have to put your name next to this. And in today's age, especially in the day and age of social media, you need to value your name. You need to be willing to put your name and your reputation behind something of standard of excellence rather than just putting something out there just to put it out there. The fact of the matter is in order to be great, you have to start great. Think with greatness in mind. Start with greatness in mind. And when you start with greatness in mind, when you start with the remarkable, with the shareable, think in terms of what will be viral, not viral in terms of something silly and hackneyed and contrived, but in terms of something that is worth sharing, something that somebody would say, I saw this and I want you to look at it. I saw this and I think it would help you. I saw this and I think it would touch you. I saw this and I think it would look good on you. Start from the beginning with something that is remarkable and you cannot do that unless you are voraciously focused on the work. I've said this a million times, but I'll keep saying it. Bet on the long play. Short-term money runs out. And while you're running from special to special and from pot to pot and from this gig to that gig, and you're really not honing your craft, trust and believe somebody else is. Somebody else in your industry is betting on the long play. They're turning down speaking engagements. They're turning down events. They're declining offers to go out because they're betting on the long play. They're so focused on the work that they're committed to the long-term success rather than just taking the short-term benefit or gratification of what's happening right now. Another reason why you want to master your craft is because you need to be willing to show proof of concept. Talk is cheap. I want to be. I want to be. I'm going to be. Well, I'm working on. I'm trying to be. I'm, I'm this. I'm. You have to show proof of concept. Where are your, your, your testimonials? Where's your social proof? People that have benefited and endorsed your work. If you have not, you can't call yourself a something and have no something to back it up. You can't call yourself a stylist and you haven't styled so much as a mannequin. You can't call yourself an artist and you have no pieces to show. You need to be focused on the work so that when you show up for these opportunities, people know that you're serious. And so be a master of your craft. So this is where we turn the microphone over to someone that is sitting in our classroom today. This is where we kind of get our live wire reaction. So we're gonna turn the mic over and we're going to wrap it up for this podcast. Um, so this has been a really great day for me to be here. And I've gone to multiple seminars and expos actually over the last two weeks because I'm really trying to take myself seriously and my brand. Um, but even with learning about marketing and logistics and, you know, statistics and all of that, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's about believing in yourself and your products. And 
um, really just growing not only your business, but as a person. And I appreciate um, what I've been learning today and just really investing in myself and my future and not just thinking small and short com, uh, shortcomings, but uh, long-term. And you have to plan as such and set goals, um, not only daily, but weekly. Where do I want to be in a year? Um, so I really appreciate you taking the time to share this with us because it's allowing me to think big and see a bigger picture and, and start living, living my life and creating my brand. Believe bigger. That is what it's all about. That's the whole point. Thank you for sharing that. The thing is, is that a lot of times when we start this journey, we think, oh, who am I? Oh, I'm just doing this on the side. Oh, this, this is nothing. We immediately start to depreciate the value of what we have to offer. Immediately, instantly, we become our own worst critics. And when you start that way, that accounts for why your brand doesn't grow to the level that you want it to grow because you've already shrunk it in your own mind. If you don't believe bigger, other people will not believe bigger with you. So I love that you said that, that you know, it's, it's, it's not about the short-term gain, but longitudinally, who do I wanna be? How do I wanna show up in the world? Thank you guys for watching this episode, watching and listening this episode of Branding for Believers looking at our faith series and things that come to hinder and block our faith. As always, I encourage you to get social with me at Dr. Shante Says on Twitter and on Instagram. And as always, you can find the show notes on brandingforbelievers.com. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you next time. Thank you for watching and listening Branding for Believers. You can get all of today's show notes at brandingforbelievers.com. And you can follow Dr. Shante on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Shante Says. And don't forget to tune in for the next episode. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening.